0: Hello, welcome to the Town Manager Download, a podcast about local government in the town of Shrewsbury. Today's podcast episode is going to cover communications and local government and what we're doing in Shrewsbury to better inform and engage our residents. I'm Kevin Mizikar, the town manager of the town of Shrewsbury, and as always, I'm joined by communications coordinator, Taylor Galusha. What's going on, Taylor?
1: Another Monday in the Shrew.
0: That's right. How was your weekend?
1: Um, I went home and then I drove down to Providence College to take my sister's graduation photos. Nice. Because somehow my twelve-year-old sister is graduating. I don't think she's <laughs> no, my twenty-two-year-old sister is graduating from college um, in a few weeks. That's awesome. It was very, very emotional because.
0: What's she get a degree in?
1: Uh, she's a political science major with a double minor in film and music. Interesting. Um, She's actually going to Ireland for the next year or so, which is crazy. So she's graduating and moving on up and out. So um, cherishing (laughs) the next few months before she leaves. But yeah, that was was a very long day. Three hours of pictures. That was Saturday? Um, Sunday. Mm. So did you watch
0: the coronation by any chance? No, I watched some of it. I'm a little enthused by the, (laughs) I do like watching it. I've watched the crown and all that stuff on Netflix.
1: I feel like there, I saw this like tweet. That's like you either are into the Royal family or you watch the Kardashians. I fall into neither. does both. Yeah. I fall into (laughs) neither. So there's some both.
0: So Aaron picks up both for you.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it balances out eventually. That's right. What about you? Uh,
0: I watched some of the coronation, uh, trying to wrap up car shopping for um, my daughter, who's, you know, on the job hunt and getting her license. And we're trying to get that all worked out. So it's been very interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, cars in no shape or form are cheap these days. So um, I did a little reflecting back on what my first car was and checked in with my parents to see how much they paid for it. And then I tried to extrapolate, you know, 19, what would it have been? 1995 dollars to current dollars. It's does, not inflation.
1: Does not, <laughs> it does not balance out. There's a
0: whole lot more going into this number than anything else. So, um, that car for me was a 1987 Chevy Nova two. It's like not the Chevy Nova that car enthusiasts would ever dream about, Right. <laughs> how about you? First
1: car? I had, my first car was a white, um, punch buggy. Oh yeah. It was one of the retro ones. Yeah. So it had like the nice yeah. stripe down the side. Uh, Katie took that from me when I went to college, so now it's her car. Nice. Um, she still has it? And all. Yep. Good. Still running. It was a flood rescue from Hurricane right. Sandy. That's I think right. we, we talked about that, that last before. week. Yeah, um, yep. So Simba is still running. Simba. Simba. Simba's nice. still running. That's I like good. I like my car now, though.
0: That's so. good. So hopefully we can wrap this process up for Alexa and find <laughs> something. It's just sticker shock everywhere you turn. And I can't find the compromise. We've been trying to find the compromise. Is it the year? Is it the mileage? Nope. It's the, no, there's no Same
1: compromise. thing happened with apartments. Yeah. yeah. It'll be, it'll be like that for the next few years. Hold your nose and
0: swallow. I guess that's what we have to do. So, and we all set our first fire. So first, sat out Saturday night with had some friends over. The kids had friends over. And it was nice. So yeah. good thing to do in early May. You Don't get to do it every year. So weather hasn't been the greatest, but we got to do that. So
1: I think we're maybe turning a corner on the weather. Yeah. Nothing wood. Feels good today. Eighty so. out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What else is going on in the shrew business-wise
1: business-wise the multimodal study and climate action plan study surveys are still open until early june Um, those can be found at shrewsburyma.gov slash all in shrewsbury for the climate one and shrewsburyma.gov multimodal study for the transportation one so um still gathering feedback still a joint effort on the planning and dpw's end of things so um, please take the time 10 15 minutes (laughs) it's worth it for us and for you
0: and so as i said at the outset today's episode is going to be on communications and uh, surveys have become one of the key tools that we've used and they're starting to feel routine even though we've just begun Mm -hmm. really in earnest about You know 14 to 16 months ago so i look forward to kind of diving in on that Um, i wanted to take the opportunity just to extend a debt of gratitude to all the candidates that took the time to run for elected office which uh, wrapped up uh, last tuesday with the election of course congratulations to all those who were elected to their seats but you know to put yourself out there and you know put your name on a ballot and seek people's votes and try to build a vision and you know, I know everyone does that um, because they want to make change happen and, and see the best from the town of Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. I just really appreciate that. And there uh, it's a lot of time and effort and, you know, things like that that go into it. So I just wanted to recognize everyone and congratulate those who were elected. So we're off to another uh, full year. We'll move into town meeting, which we've talked about a lot recently yeah. next week. and. from there town meeting
1: will be over when this comes out that's right so crazy
0: that is right that'll be a good day (laughs) (laughs) happy to get through the end of that process each and every year we put a lot into it and it's good to get the feedback from town meeting members on all the initiatives that we are uh, considering to take on so we look forward to that on may 15th then we
1: start all over again
0: start all over right away (laughs) i already have a list for the fall town meeting if we need one so which we will but that really takes us into uh, communications. So let's 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 talk about that. Taylor, you were of course promoted into the communications coordinator uh, position. Um, was it two months ago? A well, month and a half month ago? Month and a half, maybe. Something like that. So this is the first um, centralized communication position that we've had for the town. Uh, forget about centralized. First communications position that we've had. For the town uh, in any aspect, um, so we look forward to diving in and talking about communications today and everything that we're doing to try to improve those things for um, the residents and uh, other stakeholders within the community. Um,
1: Before I have to feel like a guest on my own yeah, podcast, yeah. yeah. Um, let's set the set the scene of what our kind of journey to now, I guess, has been with communications. Well, where did we start pre-Taylor, pre-June 2021? Yeah,
0: I mean, way I mean, way back. I mean, communications, since I've been in local government for however long, the past 20 years has always been a a topic of communications. But I think that those of us who are um, trying to meet the best practices and standards in local government really put a lot of emphasis on it because we are all really, you know, whatever you want to call it, servant leaders, resident focused, Mm -hmm. you know, desire to have a high level of community engagement. Uh, I think obviously the last 20 years has brought a lot of external factors into this change. You know, definitely whenever I started in local government, we were in the, well, didn't know it at the time maybe, but in the kind of the last few years of everyone getting a newspaper and having more of a, a local newspaper. Yeah. Like having a single source of information. Um, and of course, websites were still kind of the new craze in local government. Uh, local government certainly has a tendency to lag the, the private sector and um, how we communicate and the business processes and technologies that we use. So uh, I still remember you know, when simply posting something on a town website was like best practice, right? Yeah. Like You're really doing a lot of uh, important and uh, turning the page on how you communicated with residents and establishing that website and, and um, you know, getting more information out there. And of course, fast forward to now and, you know, the website is, you know, still really important for deep details of information, but it's not really a place that people go to to get general information from us, right? It's just not convenient any longer. Um, it's not, so we can't effectively use it for rapid communications and to fully keep people in the loop. So, um, and of course, one of the other major factors would be social media and the advent of that. Um, you know, on Twitter, if anyone has a Twitter account, it still tells you like when you join Twitter. So I, I, joined twitter in 2006 and i know it was it was like um for me at the time it was like sports and nascar and you know related and certain sports segments or private sector um industries were really heavily into twitter and and now we've almost in some ways a lot of people have moved beyond twitter and Mm -hmm. um and social media was just really that social media and now it's fully integrated into almost every aspect of life business operations communications media um you know it it all happens on social media and and we're still trying to get there and um, improve our presence of course which we'll talk a lot about but that's the history of local government communications in a nutshell for me I mean, what hasn't changed is, of course, the importance. So, how we communicate with residents um, is changing and has changed and will continue to change. Um, but the importance of it certainly has always been there. And what do we want to get out of it? So, there's the you know a concept that um, is out there and widely regarded in the field uh, with regards to public participation, and you know it's called a spectrum of public participation. And it, ranges from uh, the lowest level of public participation engagement of just informing residents. And mm-hmm. I think for decades, maybe a century now, local government has always been good you know, to, to great, depending on where you were at yeah. informing your residents of what they're doing. We've, there's always been laws about posting public meetings and public hearings and, and all those things. But the you know the most mature end of that spectrum is empowering residents, actually allowing them to have a meaningful and direct role in, in the decision making process. And there's three other steps in the middle of that: consulting with residents, involving them, and collaborating. But you know between inform and empower, it takes a lot of work to move the local government in in the direction of, of true um, public participation and engagement with residents. And um, if, if you look at these things, obviously they're going to be topic-based or process-based uh, and they're going to change all the time. So, you know, not, we can't have kind of anarchy where everyone gets to make every decision, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to just identify what level of public participation we want on whatever initiative that it is that we're working on and then make sure that we're, we're really clear about that and then build the communication strategy to fit that desired outcome and desired level of participation that we want. So um, I look forward to certainly continue to improve everything that we're doing and that's uh, communications and the development of the strategic plan is. Um, something that we've been focused on and why we've are putting our you know money where our mouth is so to speak and mm-hmm. created the communications director position um, as we've changed things here in Shrewsbury it, it's kind of pretty basic to think about but when you put resources in place and and funding in place to make changes, in a particular area, we can be really effective. And if you don't put those resources in place, then it's not gonna happen, we right. we'll just think about it. So um, that brings us to the communications coordinator position and um, also um, bringing us kind of to modern day. So how, how have, how, what have you worked on even since um, you've taken on the official title? I know it was a strength of yours uh, from when you were hired in June um, but what have you seen just kind of encapsulating uh, your experience since you've been with uh, Shrewsbury in the last few years?
1: I think, so when I first started, this was, my job title was Principal Department Assistant for the Office of the Select Board and Town Manager, and the communications aspect was like a line kind of in the job description, like I was working on the newsletter for the Select Board, um, social media for the town. And it was like I said, kind of just a portion of my other responsibilities. But I think since I started, departments have been improving kind of on their outreach efforts. I think that was partially driven by I started and the strategic plan was also starting. And Mm -hmm. we knew that was an important part of um, what we wanted out of the strategic Mm -hmm. plan, making sure we were engaging the community. And I think now we're moving into the phase where we can actually start coordinating those efforts across the town so we're not competing for attention of the residents. Um, Like you said at the beginning, like surveys are kind of becoming, or feeling like a routine in town. And we wanna just make sure we're not fatiguing residents, not new survey every week or every month, but um, kind of a coordinated effort across the town, so.
0: What, what have you heard? You know, since you've come on board, what have you heard from the the elected officials, the select board? What have you heard from me? Like, what like, what has that kind of internal message been? And then, uh, what are? Ooh, I'll stop there, and then we can talk <laughs> about some key things that that I think you've worked on.
1: Yeah, I think there's alignment between the town itself as an administrative organization and the select board as the executive body. Um, for that direction of communicating meaningfully with the residents. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of conversations with um, board member Teresa Flynn and Beth Cassavant Mm -hmm. about just improving on what we're already doing, what we could be doing differently and what they've heard from residents on how they want to be communicated with we did a lot of that type of how do you want to be communicated with outreach through the strategic plan Mm -hmm. um and i think now we're kind of in the phase where we need to bring those ideas to life
0: and so the environment that we live in that was alluded to from what i said was Mm -hmm. the case in my early days which was you know perhaps the vast majority, 75, I don't know what the statistics are, but a high percentage of, of residents received a daily newspaper. Yeah. Right. And and so therefore, if you wanted to communicate something clearly and you had the opportunity to do it through a local newspaper, you could be rather sure that people would get that information. So whenever we did the survey of residents, what did they say? Like, how do they want to be communicated with?
1: It definitely ranged from a newspaper or Mm -hmm. newsletter directly to their home, Mm -hmm. a mailer left on their doorstep to, can you guys be online more? Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of encapsulates the landscape of communications and local government. Now it has to be multifaceted. It has to be online. It has to be in print. You have to leave flyers at the town hall or library or senior center. Mm -hmm. It has to be all those things at once, which is very hard to translate the same message um, into those different formats because they are targeting different audiences and different groups. And, And then you add on top of that, oh, now there's also more language barriers in town. How do we translate printed material? How do we translate online material there's just a lot of doors that and obstacles we kind of need to start Mm -hmm. thinking about and tackling Mm -hmm. to stay keep everyone up to date and informed right
0: so uh, part of the centerpiece of that and try to focus resources and efforts is the development of the communication strategic plan and I know that uh, we'll be talking a lot more about that plan in public but Mm -hmm. we've reviewed you know kind of the final draft document uh, before we we make it public and and what's in there what 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 do you see in that strategic communications plan why is it important
1: yeah so it targets both internal and external goals so internal on just like technical stuff of our process of developing um, communication material as an organization accessibility um, just improving on what we're already doing on the inside and then um, externally, like kind of creating more of a centralized approach to our communication. So kind of not duplicating efforts where they don't need to be duplicated and making sure the town is on the same page across the organization. And additionally, making sure we're reaching those underserved populations that um, historically are just kind of left out, not intentionally, but um, if we're not translating materials, Mm -hmm. if we're not targeting like rental populations that might don't really have like a home address when it comes to the census, because that's a population that doesn't really fill out um, our local or even the federal census. um, And continuing to build those community partnerships that we did a lot of during our strategic planning process. those were some of the main recommendations from the, strate- the communication strategic plan. Is yeah. just tapping into the untapped resources that we have.
0: So as we talked, we, we want to evolve things um, and evolving could mean using the resources and different types of media that we use better, mm-hmm. uh, which you've touched on, but where are we right now? How do we communicate with our residents?
1: So. I see it in two different. We have our townwide information, and then we have our department and board-specific information. Yeah. I think this podcast is our newest effort in mm-hmm. townwide information mm-hmm. communicating. Whether um, it's our beginning segments with the current events, um, letting like residents kind of get to know us as people that work for the town, um, and then like the educational aspect that we're doing right now. I think we're making a earnest effort to educate and teach people about different parts of our job and local government that they might not know about every day. Um, I think Shrewsbury Media Connection and their YouTube channel play a big role. Um, they record our meetings, they work with us to create things like this podcast, select board roundtable, um, and any other like informational stuff that we want to get out to people. um, I think that's a huge resource that we're very lucky to have that not every town has someone like that.
0: Yeah. And I think SMC and the programming that's on SMC, uh, you know, Mark, Sarah and his team, uh, what they do for the town and other volunteers um, who have developed local media shows Mm -hmm. and have been doing it for decades, you put Shrewsbury So I know you and I want to improve communications, but we do have to acknowledge the fact that, you know, shows like Donna O'Connor's Ask the Manager and things like that have been running for a really long time and uh, have become mainstays. And it's interesting to me that sometimes those longstanding shows aren't forgotten about, but they don't count any longer, right? Like you can't just say, well, I talked about it on Ask the Manager or whatever, because it, it takes that constant refresh of how we do things and, and what we do. And I still love doing Ask the Manager, and we're going to continue to do it, you know, into the future. Uh, as long as Donna wants to do it, I'm willing to do it. But it's just interesting to me that Shrewsbury has been a leader in certain aspects of communications, especially through SMC and mm-hmm. the quality of program that, pro- programming that is on there. So, um, you know, and this is, you know, just, a, a you know, we'll continue to a- evolve that. Uh, As you said, this podcast is one of those things and of course the website we've spent you've spent we've spent a lot of time revamping it again refreshing that tool that um, We use so what's happened with the website recently?
1: Um, Yeah, that was a very big undertaking for the last like year I would say Mm -hmm. of updating the look of the website on the face of everything Mm -hmm. but also Um, how it's navigated, the ease of navigation, making sure that we're kind of bringing up the content that people are most looking for, looking at like our analytics of what pages are visited the most and um, pushing those to the top because if that's what residents are looking for when they come there. Mm -hmm. um, I'll say notably the trash and recycling calendar is number one consistently throughout the year. and uh, just kind of elevating the ability for people to sign up for notifications directly um, from departments they're interested in. Uh, if there's a specific board or committee people are interested in, they can get a notification anytime an agenda is posted, um, calendar events. And we've kind of 21st centuryed the
0: mm-hmm. website
1: with our town app that's directly connected to the website, Shrewsbury, MA. Um, and they can get the same type of notifications directly right. to their phone.
0: I think there's one aspect of the website that's uh, award-worthy, if I may so. So we need to find a place that we can apply for that. Obviously, the redevelopment of 1 through 7 Maple Avenue has been a very uh, talked about and well-known um, project that's been going on in town, rightfully so. It's in the town center. Um, it's the location of a, of a former... A building that had been an elementary school and Mm -hmm. a preschool um, or an early childhood center and a high school, you know, so it's it's run the gamut. It's been a a part of the community infrastructure for a long time. And then there's the redevelopment of that as we move beyond um, the ability to use that um, appropriately for education and uh, redevelop the site. So you have took a lot of time in developing a kind of a chronological and interactive timeline, uh, for that project. So why don't you talk about that page specifically and what you did there? And, and if you think that that's, uh, an approach that we may use in other aspects.
1: Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the feedback we had gotten, um, on the original page was that it was very text heavy. And again, this is kind of a common theme throughout communications is that like we're moving into a landscape where people just want to be able to look at something and Mm -hmm. get all the information they can get in under Mm -hmm. 30 seconds. Um, people don't want to sit there and read when you have a lot of text, people kind of start to skim and they might miss information. Um, so I think Kristen Lass, I don't know how the idea kind of came to life, Mm -hmm. but we knew we needed to figure out a new way to present, that timeline to um, the community. And so I was able to take tools that we already had through the website and use them to create this graphic timeline um, that kind of emphasizes those main steps throughout the process and link it directly Mm -hmm. to the material. So when someone clicks on um, like whatever meeting or whatever item in the Mm -hmm. timeline, it takes them to the material if they want to learn more. People can look at that timeline and learn a lot, about the just process. The right? Yep. Um, and if they want to take that deep dive, the information is just one quick click away for them. Yep. Um, and that's kind of like the landscape we're
0: yeah, it, working
1: uh, with now.
0: No, 100%. For everything. <laughs> it's funny, because what comes to mind, and I'm not a c- communications expert or a social media expert, but you know, my own personal use of it and then mm-hmm. the use of social media in, in the workplace for local government is something that you know, I've been doing for a while and, you know, I've, I've seen like on Twitter, like you can't get a, or on, well, every other social media platform beyond like Twitter and Facebook has gone to video based, right? Yeah. Like it's all video based and it's all tiktok oriented, right? It's these short videos that are catchy. Um, so the opposite of that is like the text, right? Like yeah. you said, so our website used to be very text heavy. Um, you used to be able to go on Twitter and post, you know, something text based, no pictures, no nothing else. And people would read it. Like, I don't even think anyone would stop scrolling <laughs> yeah. if there wasn't like some type of picture associated with any type of social media post. So it's, it's just really interesting for you to characterize, like our website can no longer be effective if it's just text based, it's, it's gotta evolve to. Yeah what the rest of the world is seeing and how they're gathering information, which again, at least in my opinion, has gone to video based, you know, short, Mm -hmm. catchy. uh,
1: And that was kind of the thought process around like the website redesign too. Like you go to any of the department pages, there's gonna be like six to nine buttons right in front of your face that have those like main things that people are looking Mm -hmm. for people want to find information quickly and log Mm -hmm. off
0: yeah Um, i don't even know if you can post a video any longer on instagram or tiktok that doesn't have a meme overlaid over top of it (laughs) it with someone dancing through your own right you know i mean it's just you know we're just trying to keep up and and uh, have our communications be attractive You know so so uh and engaging i guess is probably a better word things are
1: changing social media in general it's different week to week of like what the best way to reach people is i know that's like a common um discussion like even in the private sector when you have to Mm -hmm. get approvals for the things you post it's really hard to keep up with what's trending and um that type of thing that Goes viral. I don't think we want to go viral in Shrewsbury. But... Yeah.
0: Well, so not for the wrong reason. <laughs> no. You know. So you talked um, just a little bit about. You said there's um, kind of broad, town-wide communications and some department-specific yeah. thing. Anything else on the department-specific um, aspect? Yeah. Of things that you so want to talk about?
1: Keep talking about short videos and everything. Yeah. Uh, one of the recent projects i've worked on updating and revamping was the from the desk of the select board newsletter Mm -hmm. it is now a 35 second video posted the day after the meeting um to the website facebook twitter and it summarizes like three to five highlight actions from every
0: meeting yeah
1: every single meeting the morning after the meeting um and i'll summarize each of the items 35 seconds that I think people still have the attention span for Mm. um, to update people. And it just seemed a little bit more timely Mm -hmm. and easier um, than having someone read a newsletter that might take them 10, 15 minutes. Um, And those are on shrewsburyma.gov slash SB updates. So the current ones up there and all the previous editions of the newsletter are up there um, for residents to look at.
0: Good. So, yeah, that it. Keep fit going. Really well. Right. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, so that's the lay of the land, the tools that we're using primarily right now. Um, where else are we headed? What do you see um, as we begin to execute that uh, strategic communications plan? Where aren't we that we may need to be as far as um, media? Uh, venues and yeah. what other tools are we thinking about for the future?
1: On the flip side of everything, like we talked about at the beginning, we have yep. to be multifaceted and um, based on like what we heard from residents during the strategic plan. Like people still, there is still a big chunk of the population that want that newsletter, but they want it printed and they want it sent directly to them. So mm-hmm. we have the quarterly newsletter that we're hopefully expecting a summer edition of. Yep. Um, that we're still refining, um, and fine tuning, um, kind of be that print media where we can give people a snapshot of what we've been doing, what they can expect to be coming up. Um, again, kind of delivering it in a way that they can gather as much information as possible from one source instead of
0: spread out. And that's a data based decision, Yes. right? Because we've seen the quarterly newsletters that, that individual departments have done, mm-hmm. and especially the school department has done, is is one of the most, um, one of the best sources of media that gets sent out to the community that we really get feedback on and that we can see people read and understand. Um, and, you know, certainly we're not gonna be able to communicate breaking news through a quarterly newsletter, right. but it does allow us to do that second and third layer of detail, whether mm-hmm. it's on individuals, or projects or initiatives that that we can get out there in some more uh, thorough or deeper text versions of things. Um, Will that be available on the website as well? Yep,
1: so again, we'll have that digital part of it and then the print aspect. Um, Because even if it's printed, some people still prefer to read it online. And um, again, we're just trying to kind of saturate those channels that we use. Um, to reach our audience
0: I know there is a concept in communications or advertising marketing like pass along or something like that is like if you print one newspaper, you know every one version of the newspaper like multiple people could see the same copy of it and that's the thing that I do think is effective about um, print media publications mm-hmm. whether there are newsletters or the community advocate or something like that right It lays on the counter it lays on the dinner table it, it lays around and um, You don't miss it if you're not on social media that day, right? Right. You can pick it up, you know, Saturday afternoon, even if it came on Tuesday. But if I don't look at my social media feed for that day, I'm going to miss, you know, something. I'm not going to go back five days earlier and be able to see something, right?
1: Yeah, I think that we've tried to use, like, resharing our own posts as a way to combat that for, like, the online realm. But, um, I mean, if. Anyone that walks into the town hall lobby, they'll see stacks of flyers from different departments, um, different newspapers, mm-hmm. kind of in those two front tables. We have flyers on our counter at the town manager's office. Um, again, kind of just if someone's just walking through town hall, they can kind of gather mm-hmm. a sense of what's going on in Shrewsbury. Um,
0: so, what else beyond the newsletter are we thinking about?
1: Some fun stuff, too. We want to do some employee and staff highlights um, department highlights again, that educational factor that you get with the town manager download, Mm -hmm. um, bring that to a print format that, um, someone can learn about the town clerk's office. They can learn about, um, the planning department. Um, again, kind of just trying to educate, saturate, let people know what's going on in Shrewsbury. Um, we've talked about utilizing video more a lot, this podcast. Mm -hmm. So, we're going to work to do that more once I have more time for that. Um, and we just want to kind of keep learning from residents, how they want to be engaged and communicated with. We floated around the idea of like a communications and engagement hub on the website. So, um, a place someone can go and get a snapshot of what's going on this week in Shrewsbury. Right. Um, again, just continuous improvement involving like what we're doing now and how can we keep making it better? Cause we have to keep up with, how this landscape is changing and it changes very fast
0: i think one other thing that i think is an important tool will be an important tool in our communications although it's not going to be again that breaking news front but providing a higher level of education for people to understand what it is we do with the local government as a local government and how they can be involved is the shrewsbury way resident academy so where we've talked about that a little bit on the podcast in the past but where are we with
1: that? So, we have a syllabus. <laughs> yeah. We've discussed um, the amount of stud- students or mm-hmm. residents that will participate. Sure. Um, we've discussed location. We're kind of excitingly in the logistics phase of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to a few different communities, researched a bunch more communities. And I think we're in a good place to be able to do that um, in the fall or winter of 2023. So I think we're both equally excited about involving all the departments, um, meeting new residents and just, again, like I think like our mission with the podcast Mm -hmm. just continuing to educate the Mm -hmm. community. And I think that plays a lot into that empowering um, factor that you discussed earlier on that spectrum. Like we're giving the residents the information and the tools to have a baseline, like education on how local government works. And I think that allows for people to feel more confident in participating in local mm-hmm. government. Cause I think confidence can be a barrier, um, mm-hmm. for some individuals to like volunteer for boards and committees run for office, like mm-hmm. all those things, whatever level of involvement you want, I think, um, this is us like directly empowering residents to be more engaged and more involved.
0: All right. So to kind of wrap things up, we have, you know, the website, we're on social media, Facebook and Twitter. We have the Shrewsbury MA app. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're moving in the direction. We have the podcast, of course, and the, the plethora of uh, town oriented program that uh, shrewsbury media connection produces whether that's public meetings you can watch yep. most of our business activities um, or uh, other shows that are just informative like ask the manager um, programs like that and we're evolving continue to build um, not only uh, in updating each one of those sources but also moving into new platforms like the Residents academy and the newsletter and uh, you know who knows what
1: Right. else. It's a fun and exciting time yeah. to be communicating in Shrewsbury. Right.
0: Yeah, and, and we're putting the resources in place to do it, and uh, we're really on this path that I think was really kicked off formally uh, at the outset of the strategic planning process where, yep. you know, we did that first uh, community survey. We've been holding more informational public sessions, right, Not not the traditional hearing that you have in front of the select board but you know dpw did it on uh, the cemetery expansion project Uh, the select board did it on arpa the select board did it on running for elected office so just really trying to get out in the community have those in-person opportunities to communicate and then all the various other media sources that we use so uh, a lot to come, a lot of improvements to make, but we've already come a long way, um, thanks to you, Taylor, in, in the last two years. And uh, look forward to seeing all those good things moving forward. So any closing thoughts? Anything else that we didn't touch on with communications or otherwise, or? I don't think so.
1: Pretty I, think much we all cov- there. I think we yep. covered all of our, all corners of the communications box.
0: (laughs) So we'll continue to obviously uh, have this podcast and and find ways to help inform people about uh, how we provide local government services in the town of Shrewsbury um, and how they apply and are different or similar to um, how our colleagues do it across the rest of the country. So I really appreciate uh, the conversation with you, Taylor. Uh, This has been another uh, good episode of the Town Manager Download. If anyone has a question or comments, you can always reach us at tmdownload at shrewsburyma.gov. So on behalf of Taylor Galusha, I'm Kevin Mizikar. Thank you for listening.